Okay. Who uh, who knows the book Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Anybody read that? <laughs> I read it so long ago. I can't even remember if there's anything dodgy in it. But it would <laughs> is it pretty dodgy? So don't go read the book over your holiday. Okay. Thank you, Jersey. But uh, so in kind of prepping for this morning, I've. I felt uh, that just an encouragement for this for the season, and uh, that's what we're going to be doing—a little tag team effort between myself, the Easts, and Rian. So, you want to pop that first slide up, so long? Don't panic; it's all going to be okay. All right, so December. It is, it's a great time. I love it. South Africa is, yeah, it's interesting. We've kind of, you know, we're one of those countries, I think most of the world kind of does it, you know. It's almost like the the year works in cycles. And I don't know if it's always been that way, you know, but I, I know if I think of the Jewish culture, there are these times of rest and there are these feasts. And so there's nothing wrong with embracing this cycle, okay? Often uh, places of business close down, and I mean, some guys are forced to take leave. The whole building industry kind of shuts down. Um, and but it's it's an incredible time. I love it. It's, it's 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 family. It's food. It's fun. It's summer. It's hot. It's you know, water, beach, swimming. It's you know, there's good. I've got so many good memories of December. I don't know about you guys. Um. But there is this side of the world and the way the world does things that, that can creep in over December as well. So, so this morning, it's, 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 it's a lot about that. Like, how do we thrive, you know, as Christians through and in a December? And how do we come back refreshed and amped for the year? Um, because let me tell you now, next year, guess what's going to happen? We're going to run for Jesus. The race continues. It's another leg. We're having a little stop of, of water, but then, you know, the marathon continues. Um, and there's so much God wants to do in this city bowl and beyond. So we want to be ready and we want to be able to go for it. There's so many people, like the amount of people that are getting saved and joining us is incredible. Um, who's joined in the last year? Okay, that's a lot. Who's joined in the last two years? And year, okay. You can keep your hands up, okay. Probably ends, come on, I want to see them, two years, okay, cool. There we go, that's more like it. Okay, it's like a third of the congregation probably. So think of it another another year later, you know, you'll probably have that same amount, like, you know, if God remains faithful, and he has been, and we remain faithful. So next year, we're going to choy. So the worst thing would be to come back in Jan and be like, yo, downcast, tired, you know, just stuff happened. You know, you kind of self-conscious. You, maybe some sin went down, and now you're like, you know, you're carrying some of that. So, 
We don't want to be in that place. Can I get an amen? Okay. We want to be like, let's go. Okay, that's where we want to be at. Okay. So that's what this morning's about. So don't panic. How to thrive in December. Next slide. Oh, the next one was pretty. Go back. Thank you. Put a lot of time into this. <laughs> okay, so, so the thing that God was showing me that the way we go into December is to, we need to know who we are, okay? This is the most important thing. If you can keep knowing who you are, then you're going to be fine. So don't panic. Just know who you are. And by knowing who you are, hopefully some of these things will fall into place. That's Groot. Do you guys know Groot? I am Groot. I see there's a new Guardians of the Galaxy coming next year. Exciting. Okay, next slide. Um, so these are, the th- these are the three kind of people I felt that we are, okay? People of the cloth, people of the spirit, people of the people. <sighs> okay, so let's start with people of the cloth. What does that mean? Next slide. Those are, those are the Levites, okay? They were, so there were 12 tribes of Israel. What did you say? <laughs> camping. People of camping. <laughs> they did camp all the time for 400 years. Um, or was it 40? I don't know which one. Slavery, 400. Camping, 40. Probably a lot of camping everywhere. But uh, so these are the these are this is one of the tribes one of these twelve tribes were the Levites okay now the Levites were an interesting tribe because they did not inherit land okay they inherited the Lord was their inheritance the Lord provided for them uh, they they didn't have to farm their land there was there was a provision and uh, and the Lord was their inheritance and you know the Bible. New Testament talks about us being a priesthood of all believers. So we are all in that Levitical kind of priesthood. Okay? And we all, our inheritance is in the Lord. That's why we don't run after the things of the world. Um, God is faithful and He gives us. You know, there is, I do, I own a house. And, but we don't, we don't run after that stuff. We, the Lord is our real inheritance. When we die, everything stays behind, even these clothes. Imagine that for a moment. No, not too long, jokes. <laughs> Everything stays behind. Naked I came into the world, naked I will depart. Okay? The Lord is your inheritance. Thank you. Next one. So, so that's who we are. We are these Levites, and they, and they used to carry the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was the presence of God. This is who we need to be in this place, in the world. In December, we need to be carriers of His presence. You know, we need to pick up the presence of the Lord and, and carry it out into the world. Um, we've been set apart, okay? We're holy. We're different to the world. We've been called. God has, God has, has chosen us. He's predestined us. Um, I was recently at a weekend away, and at one stage I... I just looked into the one room and there was about 10 people there. And I was like, I'm the only one that's saved. Like, and I just had this heaviness of like, God, like, why me? Why did you choose me over those people? You know, and it kind of led me to a place of like, how do I 
reach out to them. But I've been reaching out to these people for many decades and planting, sowing seeds and trusting. But there was a moment of like, wow, I've been called. I've been set apart. I'm different. So we don't go and partake in, in you know, same things of, of the world. Um, you know, we don't just go and embrace what everybody does now and wear skimpy clothes. And No, because we're set apart. We're different. Okay? Every decision we make needs to be out of this place of like, I'm a priest. I'm set apart. Okay? Where do you go? Where do you hang out? Uh, Cape Town, we've got some lovely beaches, especially on that side of the hill. But I can't go there. I can't go to the Cliftons. Definitely not. Camps Bay, maybe even, you know. Why? Because there's, 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 there's these free the nipple campaigns going on. People are, seriously, people are, there's, there's naked women. Like, Bible says if you look with lust, you've committed adultery. Do I want to put myself in a position to commit adultery? No, I'm set apart. Okay? I don't want to put that on you, but, jeez. Are you going to go into, like, this danger zone, you know? Um, so be wise in those kind of decisions. Be, know what you're getting yourself into. Be ready. Be set apart. Okay? Be full of the presence so you can carry it out there. Um, yeah, those those beaches, uh, yeah, I used to go there before I was saved. Then I got saved. Then I still, each now and again, I used to love going, having a birthday evening on the beach with candles. And it's, it's yeah, sometimes it's fine when the sun goes down because then everybody's got their clothes on. But I realized in the day, I'm like, bro, then I'll be struggling for months after that as a guy with those kind of images in my head. And I, and I, and I wasn't even someone who struggled with pornography, but you put yourself in that position. It's, it's yeah. I just want to hit that quite hard. That's like, as guys and girls, like know, know where you're going, and that this is a time when people wear less clothes, even in in a mall. Never mind the beach. You know, there are other great beaches a little further on each side. Those ones are, are quite dangerous. All right, is that okay with everybody? You got to you got to figure these things out for yourself. You know, it's not sin to go to Clifton, Fourth Beach. Are there four of them? Eh? But it can be temptation alley. And the proverb says that the adulterous door down that road. It says, don't even go down the road. Don't even wander down the road. Okay, where the door is. So, our inheritance is the Lord. Uh, Scripture, Deuteronomy, the Levitical priests, all the tribe of Levi shall have no portion or inheritance with Israel. They shall eat the Lord's food, offerings as their inheritance. He provided for them. They shall have no inheritance among their brothers. The Lord is their inheritance as he promised them. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Because life is it's but like a breath in the light of eternity. You know? Would you, do you want like a mansion here and the good life and Lamborghinis or... Do you want that Lord's inheritance? It's tiny, you know. Got to think bigger picture. So, I'm sure you've all heard about we are the royal priesthood, holy nation, God's special possession. This is New Testament. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Um, and then worship. I really had this sense, like I often say to my wife, Josie, 
she's been called to minister unto the Lord, you know, because she has these times where she just worships in the quiet place. And that worship is, is she's like ministering in, to the Lord. Um, so over this time, let's worship God. It might not look like this corporate, but it's, it's minister, ministering unto the Lord. You know, the Lord loves it. And uh, imagine all the churches go on holiday and no one's ministering to him. He's going to be like, guys, what's going on? You know, he doesn't need it, but he likes it. So let's, let's do that. Get put on a CD if you can't play an instrument. But in that place, just worship unto the Lord. Minister unto them. You're a priest. Okay, next one. People of the Spirit. Okay. So, let me read Romans 8 verse 9 to you. Okay, that second one. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit. If you have the Spirit of God living in you. Do you have the Spirit of God living in you? Yes. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. So you belong to God. You have the Spirit of Christ in you. Okay. In fact, there's a scripture that says that if God had to lift his spirit off of, off of earth, everything will turn to dust. There's this element of God's spirit is in everything. But as us, the called ones, we are carriers of his spirit. It's in us. And if you don't belong to him, there's going to be an opportunity later on to actually give your life to him and belong to him and become full of his spirit. Uh, something that Will Murray used to say, often he was one of our apostolic guys who passed away last year, two years ago, last year. In, in, the, in his like, last season of his life, he had this kind of epitome about praying in tongues again. And he would just start praying in tongues. And I, after hearing him say that, I started doing it. So when I get in my car and I put the radio on, I'll often like, go like, no, no, no. And then I'll put it off and then I'll just pray in tongues for a while. And it edifies, it builds up, it gets you, gets you like ready for, for war, you know, for battle. It's, it's just, it's a great way to connect with God. It's a spiritual gift that everyone can have, is to just pray in tongues and just find out what's on God's heart. Just, you know, talk to the Holy Spirit. Uh, one of the first books I read as a Christian was Good Morning Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. It's a great book. And it just changed my thinking. Like he would wake up and go, good morning, Holy Spirit. How are you? And it just changed that, you know, the Bible says it's a person of the Holy Spirit. It's like having someone who journeys with you. Um, yeah, so, so do that. Keep speaking to the Holy Spirit. And then that get out actually means don't get in. So the getting in, so often when we're tired, probably most of us want to just get in. Close your door. Get out the old TV remote. See what's streaming on one of the amazing streaming channels. I've been watching a lot of soccer. I feel like my eyes are going square. <laughs> I said to my wife when he got married, every four years, you're going to lose me for three weeks. <laughs> every four years. Is that okay? <laughs> but I do love watching the World Cup. It's, 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 it's quite a special time. But don't get in in December, okay? Get into the World Cup for another week or two. That's fine. Come, And that's a social thing. We watch games together. It's not... Thank you, Dave. 
Dave needs a new TV, so we must pray for him because his TV's got this weird blue haze to it. It's terrible watching a game there. <laughs> Next time in my place, <laughs> break the idol. So, so you know, rest, yes. Get into God. Get into your Bible. Get into maybe reading a book. Get into, yeah, just worship. Get into Him. Don't get into these other things that it's, it gives you a false sense of rest. I remember Ryan Kingsley, who led City Bowl for many years. He had a sabbatical. So for three months, they went on sabbatical. And he says for the first month, he just binged like all this stuff, like this worldly stuff, watching movies and just, and he says it was after a month, he couldn't anymore. He was just so empty. And then he just realized like, what am I doing? I'm wasting this sabbatical. And then he just changed his tack and he started just getting into God. And it just, it was, it's like day and night difference. So let's, let's be wary. Like don't, don't get into the wrong stuff. Okay. Um, Something we, we do with, uh, we enjoy watching a movie each now and again. And, but we'll, we'll always go check. So IMDB is like a little rating thing and there's a parent's guide. So, and we're doing it for ourselves. We're parenting ourselves in this. It's like we go and read the parent's guide to find out if there's anything funny in this movie. Is there anything dodgy? Dove is another one. Yeah, we use IMDb because it's just it's very straightforward. And it's like, da 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 Okay. And very quickly you can see like, no. And they're often movies. Give me a thumbs up. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Danny's sitting there. <laughs> Feeling encouraged. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we, often there's movies and it looks great, and it's like, wow, this is it's wholesome, it's just a good old kind of story, drama, and then IMDb, chink, we're like, oh, can't. And if we hadn't, if we don't do that every time, then we would have definitely watched some stuff that's just going to sow weird stuff. So that's another tip, like, if you're going to, you know, watch even series, you can go and IMDb it and, and see what content is there. Because often, even with a series, is the first one's great. Enemy knows, man. The enemy's sharp. First one, oh, wow, this is such a wonderful series. Five episodes down, there's literally like sex scenes and stuff. It's, the enemy knows. He's very clever. Go and have these checks in place, okay? Get out. The getting out is when we are full, we need to take it out there. And so don't be... Still be outward focused. And especially, I'll touch on it. Yeah, let's move on. I'm going to touch it now. Okay, next one. People of the people. Okay. <laughs> this is real life Japan in the 60s, I think, trains. Like, literally used to shove people in there. I've seen a video club. It's, the guys literally, like, packing them in there like sardines. This is what we should be doing for the kingdom. The glory train. Okay. You get it. Get what I did there. So, they will know we are Christians by love one for another. It's one of the ways we evangelize. It's just by loving each other and just hanging out, doing stuff, um, going to the driving range, hitting some balls. Surprised at Andrew East's game. He still got it, you know? So, so one of the channels, the best channels to keep doing this in December is your comm groups, okay? Those WhatsApp groups, um, 
use them, okay? The comm leaders, we're closing comms down. Those guys need to rest. They carry a lot, okay? Our letter comm, it's, it's, you carry quite a lot as a, as a comm leader. So I'm not saying comm leaders, you need to keep, you know, leading, but let those groups keep going and let them be social hangouts. Um, and then this was a great tip that Luke dropped on us the other day. He said, because often we end up feeling lonely in Cape Town. I don't know if people get that. You know, Cape Town can be a very lonely place. More so for some reason than, you know, Joburg or Free State. Or, you know, I think it's because it's so pretty. It's got this veneer of like, wow, it's so beautiful. And there's tourists moving in and out. But actually, in the, in the midst of that, that can be very lonely. It takes a long time to build friendships. So sometimes guys will put on, put on a group. I'm going hiking. Who wants to come? Okay. That guy just feels like rejected. The com is like, we don't want to do anything. Okay. This happens. I've been that guy. Both sides. So something that Luke dropped as a very handy hint is, is you find a partner. Okay. Find someone. Ask someone personally. Individually, like, hey, Abo, do you want to go hiking on Saturday? We're going up Lion's Head. I was like, yes, that sounds great. Okay, now, now I put it on the group and I say, Abo and myself are going up Lion's Head on Saturday. Who wants to come? Okay? Immediately, it's a, it's a vibe. If no one comes, it's cool. It's still our vibe, but, we, but we, we're throwing the net out there. We're making the circle bigger. Okay, that's just a, just a handy way to do it. So find a partner. Find people, partners in doing stuff, and do hang out. Go out, get refreshed, get into nature, um, go watch some movies, go, you know, eat some food. Please, by all means, do that stuff. But try and include others in it. Immediately, you're in a safe place. You know, I say, hey, Abo, let's rather go to Clifton. You say, hey. <laughs> watch it. Not Clifton. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know? <laughs> Really hating on Clifton, yeah. Um, and then be a friend. It's something God challenged me on recently. Is, you know, everyone's looking for friendship. The reciprocated kind. But be a friend. Like, you know, just find someone you can be a friend to. Unconditionally, you know. Just love someone. Do something for them. Go hang out. Take them for coffee. Um, yeah, if, we, if we're all doing that and... and yeah, that's, it's just that laying down your life. It's unconditional. And in that, you know, you might accidentally fall into a great friendship. It's happened to me, uh, and it might happen to you. Okay. So we are people of the people. Let's continue to connect. Let's continue to hang out. So these are very simple just tips. Just know who you are. Okay. God's people. People of the clock. Set apart. Holy. The priesthood. Spirit people. Get full of the Spirit. Pray in tongues. The Spirit is your first partner. And uh, people of the people. Okay, let's watch out for each other this season. Um, let's have those checks in place. If you, Even if you're feeling tempted, just reach out to someone and say, Hey, I'm, just pray for me. I'm feeling tempted. Okay, we used to do that, you know, when I was young and sing- single, I used to do that all the time. It's just the first check in place. It's like, ah, I'm feeling tempted. 
send a WhatsApp. Hey, so and so, I'm feeling, just pray for me. So now immediately there's transparency. So even if I do go and do something stupid, my friend can say, hey, how did that thing go? And then you actually, I stumbled, I did trip, I fell. And then there's grace. God can pick you up and, you know, restore you. Okay. So next up, we've got Rian Achenbach. And he's going to talk a little bit about the financial side of December. Okay. Very excited to share with you on that. Um, How to thrive financially during December. But unfortunately, I couldn't afford uh, slides, so forgive me. Um, really great start to the, to the month. <laughs> so I'm going to give you some helpful tips. Um, and in this presentation, there will be no scriptures. Um, but I do want to, I hope you, you'll find it very, very uh, helpful. Uh, obviously, we have students, we have young, you know, working singles, we've got young couples, we've got you know, everybody else, like undercover billionaires like Dave, yeah, like everything, we've got everything. So, <laughs> so here we are, December, okay? We've just gone through Black Friday, a little Cyber Monday, right? You know what I'm saying? You, you, who's bought a little something of a, uh, this is not condemnation, it's like, anybody who want to be honest? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, toilet paper, two for one, uh, Omo, and you know, there's a couple of things that you need to buy on a Black Friday special because it's expensive. Hey? Shoes, shoes, uh, 43 UK or, no, forget that. Okay, so, so here we are. We, we've already started, you know, in this joyous, festive season that lies ahead of us. Uh, Christmas, I don't know, some malls, you know, used to put up, you know, all the Christmas stuff, like it seemed like from August or September. Some, and I don't know, the kind of condition and, you know, prepare you for that. So, so here we are, December, um, and probably one of the first things, like, okay, cool, let me understand what I have. How much do I have that I can spend this December? Okay? Now, normally you'd quickly have a glance over to your bank account and either you'd be super surprised or like, oh my word, that's a lot less than I thought I could. So what you could do, normally in advance, you want to go to all the banks. Okay? Capitec, Bankafal, Baraka, um, you know, go, you go to all of them and you apply for a credit card. And when they ask you for a limit, you say, hey, max it. Whatever you can give me. Okay, but do this simultaneously so you can get as many cards at the same time as you can. Okay, based on your affordability. Okay. No, but for real. Okay? So now you'll have these cards. Do activate them. Otherwise, you don't want to activate them when you're in the queue. That's a bit of a, you know, that will never work. Because now you've got to go to the ATM and put in the pin. There's a, there's a process to that. So it's do all of those things first. Okay. So you get all the cards that you can get. Okay, you obviously have a little bit of savings that you might want to throw into that pool. And then you're going to sit down and probably think like, hmm, you deserve a holiday somewhere exquisite. So go, you, you book yourself a nice little holiday, you know, look around you, maybe a couple of lonely peeps you take them with. And so, by the way, it's all on me. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're going to just, just come. I just need you to be available, okay? Um, now, you might have some cash left, but fear not. Christmas Day is at hand. All those people that you might have neglected, even those that's really close to you, you want to just prepare a nice little shopping list. Make sure that every single person gets a gift. And you know, it's not the thought that counts. It's the size. It's the weight. It's the quantity. 
That's what really matters. Okay? Because, I mean, come on, honestly, who cares about thoughts? Okay, but like, go extensive. I mean, you might have some trick buddies that you haven't had contact with, and you just want to rekindle, reignite that kind of a relationship. And, you know, you're not even Facebook friends, but I don't know. This guy's probably lonely, man. Okay, whip out that card and just, you know, get it. Maybe even put some Vaseline on that thing. Just let it slip through the cards wherever you go. Food. You might have been, you know, on a tight budget during the year, but December, I mean, that's different. You know, go get yourself a bucket. You know, when last have you had a little KFC bucket? Nine piece, 12 piece, 15 piece, legit, a little bit of gravy with it. Okay? This is, guys, I'm telling you, it's just just think big match tomorrow, I need carbolone. Okay? And go feast. And before you know it, there's New Year's. Oh, but, well, Christmas, actually. I mean, if you're not invited anywhere, just throw a massive party. You know, a little leg of lamb, little roast potatoes. You know, again, invite all those guys that you bought gifts for because you have to give it to them at some stage and just prep everything. You know, it's all on you and it's, it's such a blessing to be like that. Okay. <laughs> you can have an incredible Christmas, probably sleep late the next morning. Before you know it, it's the first. And I think this is just a wonderful thing that you have. This is Christmas. This is kind of the, the frenzy. Okay. But fear not, in 500 days later, the end of Jan will be there. And you'll get a salary again. But by that time, you're going to spend not only the little bit of cash you had saved up, you've maxed out all your cards. And the miraculous thing that happens is people that will phone you three months down the line. And if you don't answer your calls, they will come to your door. And they will remove your car from you. They will cut the lines that you sent all that WhatsApp messages and the calls that you've made. Those lines will be cut. Okay, <laughs> And if you fall for one of the calls because it doesn't say spam and you pick it up, I'm telling you there's going to be some very unfriendly people on the other side of the line wanting to know exactly when you're going to make good on all your debt. Now let's say you're juggling all these balls because now you've made a lot of debt everywhere. You've got no cash. You can. There is a little resource. It's called Debt Review. So if you've got so many people that you cannot afford to pay anymore, you know, your TV license, I don't know, Netflix and all these wonderful things, if they're not cut, they will pursue you, and they would want their money back. But if you are at your wit's end, and you cannot afford based on the budget that you have and your salary, um, they'll put you on this plan. And they'll lump all of the debt that you have together and say, hey, you can just pay this little premium. Now, for some, that might be five grand or ten grand. It might even be more. I remember mine was close to ten grand, and I was earning zero. Okay? That's quite difficult. when You don't have a job anymore, but you have all this debt. And any case, so... If you get the, the platinum package, you could even qualify for debt review, not even debt review, beyond debt review, which is sequestration. Now, sequestration means that you never in your life, and by the way, during the debt review process, you can also not make any debt. And for the first time in your life, you realize, you know what? I can only work with cash. I can't go for a contract. I can't sign up for anything. <laughs> it's the most freeing thing. It's amazing. You get to this point where it's like, hmm, I can actually really only spend the money that I have. And for the first time in your life, a budget makes sense. It's like I have to budget because I, 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 no one will give me credit cards. No family members give me money because I mean, I've just wasted everything that I had. You see what I'm going with that? I'm telling you this story, not so that you could actually execute on it, people. 
This is real life stories for many people. And this was my story also, well, some of it, <laughs> years ago. So you can either go through that whole process of being reckless and ruthless, and we can all be part of this frenzy, or we can actually say, hold on, maybe I can just start today, this month, this week, here and now, and say, let's be wise with what we've got. Right? If I don't have bucks, I don't have bucks. That's okay. Like, I'm dead serious. Because I'm going to invite you to a coffee. And I don't know why we don't not necessarily always go, like, it's actually, why don't you come over to my spot? I've got three coffee. I'll make you, you know, all tea. Let's drink tea. Because we should be open and honest about these things. We can't just go one way, this flood is December. Actually, the real reason, let's, well, that's another point. But if we want to survive financially, let's just be wise. What have we got in our hand? Not in credit, not access to money that's not mine. Because I promise you now, when that thing goes and spirals out of control, which it's so easy, it's like I said, if you're going to go to Clifton 4, I'm telling you now, unless you are blind, you're going to have issues. <laughs> like, like seriously. Um, and it's the same with this thing. So it's that good habit of saying, you know what, actually, this is what I have. And by the way, I want to be a good steward. Like, actually, Lord, what are you saying? This is your money. If there's a family you want to bless, you know, let God you know, highlight them, for instance. So my, 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 my <laughs> what to do, but actually really not what not to do, is to just sidestep all of those things. Start with, cool, here I am, it's December. It's another month I get to be faithful with what I have. Right? And it's sometimes longer because we get paid earlier in December and we've got to stretch a little bit longer because, you know, Jan is like 17 weeks long, it feels, like for, for most people. So we can just be wise. And that is how we, I feel, most of us will survive through December. Do not fall to pressure. Um, there's going to be lots of wonderful things to do. It doesn't have to cost money. We can eat beforehand. We can take our own snacks worth. We can just, well, here's another hack. If you want to try a water fast, December is your month. I am telling you, a water fast, I mean, not only do you go into ketosis after like 24 hours, which means, you know, your body starts chowing the, the fat. <laughs> and then after about 48 to 72 hours, you go into what's called autophagy. Your body's, again, it's amazing. So you can save on food for at least, you know, a couple of weeks. As long as you drink water. And there's other helpful tips I can share, which I won't. <laughs> Sally, right? <laughs> I mean, you could, <laughs> no, but in all honesty, this is not supposed to be a heavy, guys. <laughs> I hope it's not. It's not a heavy, Liz. It is heavy. It's a little bit heavy. What, the fasting or not being able to spend all that money is not yours, Clint? No. Cool. So if you don't have a budget, um, sure, comedy leaders are going to be off. Okay. <laughs> you should actually be able to just sit and be honest with yourself. You can pull a, no, seriously, you can pull a buddy. There's many people you could go to, but I think be honest with yourself. Just pull anybody close to you and say, hey, this is my situation, my financial situation. What do I do? Am I making wise decisions here? It doesn't have to be someone with a degree or, you know, or even the best track record. Just say, hey, please, I need accountability. I want to be open with you with this. What do you, what do you reckon I can do? Okay. And do that. 
And don't be shy. I mean, I love this kind of thing. I know there's a lot of people who just like really love, just because I've been there. Um, so, yeah, is, was, was, that, was, was that what you were looking for? Yeah, do that. Okay, but we can. Let's not, and again, I'm probably just repeating myself. It's like, we don't have to fall trap of this. We, we can really have an amazing holiday by enjoying it, you know, with family and with friends. But we don't have to spend money that we don't need to. And you, we don't have to. We could actually, you know, almost every year, the family, our family says, you know what? We're not going to buy presents for one another and for every single person in the family. In fact, let's rather get together for supper and a meal. We'll have, you know, that little 50 buck the thing that you pass around and you end up with something you'll never use, you know, a little bit of fun, and and that's more important, the togetherness and you know the season that we can spend time together. So that's really just my encouragement to each one: just be be wise, be honest, don't spend what you don't have, um, and let's still in all of this honor God with what He's entrusted in our hands. Is that cool? Awesome. Good, Rian. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, there are a lot of guys that do it really well. So, Paul, I think of Paul Senor, even Matt, uh, you can come to us. Please, if you, if you need help with a budget, we, will, we are very keen to help you. And it's actually very simple. This is the amount of money I had. This is the things I need to pay. This is what I'm left with. Okay? And we just want to try and fit this. It's actually, it is very simple. And, yeah, you can just... Even start with just tracking your spending, write down, you know, what you spent. George Gower, he's great. Um, yeah, we are keen to help guys. Financial freedom is a beautiful thing. If you can get that burden off your shoulders, yeah. Okay. So the Easts are going to be talking about rest. How to rest well. Thoughts about what they're going to do differently? Um, We're going to talk about rest and intentional rest, but um, the concept of extended holidays is not in the Bible. Surprise, surprise. Um, It's probably quite a recent Western stroke um, capitalist invention, a long holiday. But you know what? Holidays are mentioned in the Bible. Or shall we say, holy days are mentioned in the Bible. Holy days. The concept, God's concept of a holiday is a holy day. So if we can just throw up, throw up. Can we just put up (laughs) Exodus chapter? Oh, we, we got power? Yeah. Exodus chapter 20. I'm not, I don't want to give you any rules and regulations or do's and don'ts. I just want to look at the concept of the holy day. Or, I mean, so in the Bible we looked at, it's, we, the holy day is the Sabbath, but we also had the feasts as well, which is, something that Hans was touching on. Um, So feasts were also holy times, holy days. Let's just read this. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. 
Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh day, can I go there? But on the seventh day, the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor son, nor your daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So what are the concepts of holy days? Just two very simple ones. Holy. What does holy mean? Anyone got, give me some answers? What does holy mean? Set apart. Good. Dedicated, consecrated. Who do we set this apart to? To the Lord. So I think we've been talking about um, resting. We've been talking about money. We've been talking about our time. It's all holy, actually. It's all set apart for God. So, again, I'm not going to give you any do's and don'ts, but just consider how you are holidaying. Are they is it set apart? Because that's God's idea of holy days. And then the second one is, you shall do no work. You shall rest. God didn't have to rest from creating the earth and everything in it for six days. He didn't have to. He wasn't exhausted. But he chose to rest because he knew that it was a good thing to do and he wanted to set a pattern for us. We need to rest. So rest well. And this is going to come and give us some intentional rest points. But rest well. Don't work. If you you do have holiday, don't work. And by work, I mean the labor from which you fill your bank account. Your job, whatever. So they're just two simple concepts. Keep it holy and rest. Hello. So I'm going to talk about being intentional with rest. Quite interesting. So when I was thinking about this, um, I saw a, a reference to a TED Talk. I do like TED Talks. I haven't watched any for ages. But actually the research based on actually rest and that rest doesn't fulfill you if you just completely zone out so we've got to be intentional and so that we fill up and that we live out of overflow and um, it's interesting because the Lord just dropped in just spoke to me about this time this December for me is finding fuel for the fire it's like this kind of weird phrase but actually, this is what God wants for us, isn't it? In our rest, to find fuel to build the fire for further on so that we can run that marathon. Rest for the more. So Luke ten twenty seven talks about 
loving the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. That's your emotions, your spirit, your physical, and your mental. So, uh, some of you have heard this. So, there's four buckets. Emotions, spirit, physical, and mental. And those buckets in you all need to be filled up. And that's how we can be more intentional with rest. So, I've tried, I love reading. I've tried, you know, a whole day of reading a book. And it's kind of restful, but it doesn't fill me up. It just zones me out. So maybe um, realizing which buckets in you are completely depleted or depleting and which ones um, you need to fill up and how do you fill them up. So we went away, um, I think it was, was it last week, the week before, to Hermanus for a few days. We are traveling quite a lot next year and we thought, right, we'll go away and we'll plan, you know. And basically, I, we walked in the morning. I slept for two hours in the afternoon and every night. And it was only a few days after I'd physically kind of got myself t- together that I started having ideas. My, my spiritual and my, my emotional tank started filling. And suddenly I was having words and, and thoughts and plans for next year. So we're all different. And we've all, we all fill up in different ways. But I want you to perhaps look at those tanks and, be, and think, how do I fill up emotionally? You know, for me, I just got to get out into, the, into some kind of hike, hike somewhere or a really good friend that I'm not giving to or counseling. That's my emotional filling up. Creativity, those kind of things. That's being intentional with your rest, not just kind of um, zoning out, like I keep saying. Spiritual, don't forget those. Don't neglect those um, disciplines. I, you know, I hear so often, well, I'm on holiday. I don't need to do that. I'm on holiday. There's three things I want you not to do on holiday. Well, I'm not going to do. I'm not telling you, obviously. But no to escapism. Letting your guard down, just, uh, I'm just going to escape. I'm just going to watch series after series. I'm going to drink wine and, and not think about life. Mm? Yes. Um, there's a, so entitlement, the three E's. I'm, I'm allowed to do this. I've worked really hard. I'm allowed to have a holiday. I'm allowed to kind of let, to do exactly what I want. Are we? Is, that's not being set apart and holy for God. Entertainment is all about me. I, again, it's that entitlement. I deserve this. Remember, rest is fuel for the fire. We, we do need to come back full and ready to run. So, um, yes, yeah, so the spiritual, um, the physical. Actually, exercise is good. You know, we are kind of, I really don't want to do this. But actually, that gives, fills our our physical tanks as well as sleep. Very important, sleeping. And the mental, 
um, turning off your phone, perhaps. Reading not just, I, I always say to Andrew, you'll always know how tired I am as to what genre book I'm reading. If I'm reading Agatha Christie, who is a good writer, but really not too taxing. Somebody dies, and then we have to find out why they, who, who killed them. I mean, that's easy. If I'm reading Agatha Christie, I'm super tired. But if I've gone up a notch, you know, I'm reading something else, then, then, then my mental state is getting better. But those, those kind of things is for you to look at and think, what will fill me up? And be very specific and intentional about that. Find, maybe find new rhythms in your, in your spiritual quiet times. Maybe have some quiet prayer. Um, maybe use this time to, to pray as you walk. Just allow God to bring fresh and new things in, into your, um, into your uh, rest. Don't push God like I did when we went to Oman. It's like, I'm going you know, to plan. We're going to be ready by, by January. Often allow yourself. God loves us, and he wants us to be wholly rested. But then be open to God speaking and giving you dreams. This is a time as well to dream, to ponder. It's wonderful to have that space. I don't always get that space when there's lots of demands on me. This is a, a, could be a spacious place. Um, yeah, so don't allow your guard down. The enemy is crouching at our door. Be intentional. The other thing I wanted to talk about is managing expectations, especially many of us going into family situations or having family with us. And sometimes it's really hard. Um, we don't all have, you know, these wonderful families that, you know, it's wonderful to be home. Sometimes going home or having family with you triggers, triggers you. So firstly, don't regress. I have, we have three adult children, well, four, because we have a daughter-in-law. So I know about regression. I don't know. I said to my daughter once, is it a thing that you always open the fridge and check what's in it? I said, oh, yes, everybody does. You know, like, oh, don't know. Oh, I haven't got much in your fridge. You know, it's, it's a thing. Okay, it's a thing. But do not regress into childish immaturity. Go to give, not to take. And I know there's, I know as a mother of adults, there is a nurturing. I always cook David lasagna. We always do our Thai curry. You know, that's the homecoming meals. And I have to say, we always have champagne in the fridge because that's our celebratory. A child has come home drink. But don't regress to immaturity because that's entitlement, isn't it? I deserve this. I'm going to go home and veg out. Be aware of triggers. So be prepared. Get people to pray for you. Talk them through before you go home. Recognize your triggers and think about strategies. My father um, was on the narcissist spectrum, and so which meant that in any family gathering, things could go horribly wrong very quickly. And so <laughs> my sisters and I decided we'd have a code word. It was orange. So if anything, if anybody was veering off in a conversation that could go horribly wrong, go, orange, 
oh, I see that orange over there. <laughs> and so we still laugh about it. Like orange could be an orange situation. Um, that's a joke. <laughs> it wasn't a joke actually at the time. It was quite serious, the orange situation. But, but recognize and have strategies that would help you with your triggers. For example, putting up your boundaries. Um, if you have a, an emotionally boundary-violating sibling or parent, put physical boundaries. Just be prepared to, okay, be in your, go spend more time in your room or move out of the room if you don't like the conversation. I'm glad you're nodding at me. Um, uh, be what I would call respectfully assertive. So you're respecting, so I'm talking about perhaps child to parent, but even siblings, you're respecting your parent, but you're being assertive. Uh, again, a, a reference to my father. He was an amazing man, actually. Um, but I was in my 30s, and I'd gone home, and he said to me, Elizabeth, you're so careless. Elizabeth, always, if I'm you know, being naughty, Elizabeth, you're so careless. You don't look after things. You care about people more than things. Yes, but anyway. And I was reduced in myself to a 12-year-old. That was me in my 30s with a husband, three children, kind of a life and a job and everything. Um, and I went upstairs, and I could feel myself. I'm, I'm, I'm the 12-year-old again, triggered. And I went, came downstairs, and I said to him, um, Dad, you're right. I was careless, but I've changed, and you can't judge me on how I am now, of, of how I am now. And he literally took a step back, and he said, you're right. You have changed. And um, you know, come and have a drink with me. And it, 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 yes, it, it, was, it was one of those moments where you can be respectfully assertive. So re I, these, these triggers are real, I know. People talk to me about them, and we, we all have them. Just be aware of them. And then um, in that, keep up, again, keep up your spiritual disciplines. Don't just regress back to, this is terrible, I'm, I'm living as I did as a teenager. And keep an attitude of gratitude. This is a wonderful time. It's wonderful to have family or to be with people. Keep that thankfulness, even though perhaps for some of, this, some of these holidays are not the, the easiest for people. And then um, finally, uh, Jeremiah 6, 16. Uh, it says, um, stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. And as I said before, this, when we rest it, we've, we've filled our buckets, this is a great time to ask the Lord. The ancient past, do I need to bring something back into my life that I've let go of? Do I need to let go of some of the ancient past? Ask the Lord, where is the good way? Start looking at next year and dream. And as we do that, in, with our, all our buckets full, and God gives us vision and, and um, dreams for next year, speaks to us. 
He's a speaking God. He can speak to all of us. Then we can start next year with rest in our souls. That's the deep rest. Very good. Awesome. Um, Yeah, that was great. Sure. A lot of takeaways from today. Um, Something that really stood out uh, when Liz was the sleep, sleep thing, like actual sleep, like, you know, sleep. And the funny thing is when, when you have your phone, I find with myself, I can stay awake way longer, okay? On my bed with my phone, 8 a.m., I can go till like 11 and I'm, and I'm sharp. On my bed at 8 a.m. with a book, 8.30, I'm like, so I'm, my body's tired, but the phone is keeping me awake. So be aware of, 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 of your device and put it downstairs, put it in another room, put it somewhere away from your bed. And you'll probably sleep more and be more refreshed. Um, 